Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. The pursuit of food has taken us into the wilderness, across rivers, and atop mountains. These journeys have connected us to the wild. It's that connection that allows us to experience the wild places this world has to offer for wild game and adventure. This is my adventure for food. On May 12, 2018, I was attacked by a mountain lion in the Sawtooth Mountains of Central Idaho. Clearly, I survived. But let's back up for a second. Me and my buddies, each year we go on this backcountry bear hunt. A group of dudes and I venture into the backwoods with our backpacks full of expensive gear. We try to live like homeless people for a couple days, but we have guns. I have shot a grand total of one bear this way, but hope is a powerful thing. So, in 2018, my entire party bailed on me. I had one, one had to go to work, the other's son was graduating high school and said he had to attend, the other one was just a flake. So, yet again, I was off to go hunting by myself. This wouldn't normally be a problem since I hunt alone all the time. I decided to go hunt the Sawtooth Wilderness Area, a road-free mountain area in central Idaho that is remote as it is rugged. The valley floor is some 2,500 feet below its peaks, snow caps them sometime snow caps those mountains sometimes like year round uh doing this hunt in may would mean swollen creek crossings on wet logs where i wanted to hunt had no trails my plan to camp was under a tarp believe it or not all of this it sounded wonderful so i began hiking noticed a bunch of little rain clouds on the horizon and i didn't really know or or think too much of it i had packed the right rain gear everything was going to be fine right i wasn't too thrilled but then came the downpour. I'd hacked about four and a half miles into this wilderness at this point, and I was a confluence of what's called Goat Creek and South Fork of the Payette River. I decided to stop there because, frankly, I didn't want to go across Goat Creek. It had swollen too much. I was tired and I was wet, but there was still daylight. So I grabbed my uh, stuff and I decided to go for a little bit of a hunt. Climbed a hill and found a log to sit on right below the river bottom. And I began to use this uh, cheap cow elk call that I have for uh, a predator call because it makes a better predator call than it does a cow elk call. So bears often come in, if, you do, if you're not aware, like coyote calling or any other kind of predator call. If, if you scream on something and you're just obnoxious and annoying with a predator call, you can catch the attention of a bear. They're, they're an opportunist. They hunt. They're, they're definitely omnivores. But if you're, if you're screaming like a, like a dying deer, they'll, they'll come in and see it. So it can be highly effective uh, in the backcountry. I don't really recommend it like in grizzly country, but you know, where I know it's just black bears, I'm usually going to be the top predator. All is good. So I set a timer on my phone, set my phone on my lap. It was 20 minutes. 
My goal was to see how much call I could do in that time. They have a real short attention span, so I just I just kept screaming and screaming and screaming. I actually pack a pair of earplugs when I know I'm going to do this and throw them in. So after about 15 minutes, I decided I needed to change kind of my views. There was a big tree up in front of me, and when I when I what I said is I moved one cheek and decided to to, to shuffle. I looked to my right and about six feet behind me was a mountain lion. I could have hit it with one of my trekking poles. Uh, and so the thing about it is with those damn earplugs in, and I don't know if I'd have heard it anyway, but I didn't hear it coming. Not a sound. This thing, all it did when it saw me was just turn and start walking off. It didn't run. It didn't even act slightly shocked. Um, so obviously at this point, I'm a little freaked out. Luckily, it had been raining a little bit. I dialed my scope back down to three. Um, and so I kind of stand up and I'm looking at it, right? And now, to be clear, I've seen exactly two mountain lions before in my life. Both were hundreds of yards away and fleeing the exact other direction. But this one, what this one did at six feet away from me, it went around a deadfall tree and it turned and looked at me. And so at this point, I've got my gun pulled up and I start screaming, hey, Hey cat, hey cat, hey cat, go, go, run, run, run. And this cat does what cats do when they're about to charge. Lowered its head. And I was like, ah, shit in the back of my head, right? Picked one paw up, right? Then shunk its body all the way down and then stuck its butt in the air and began to charge. Uh, so at that moment, it was really pretty clear what I had to do. Uh, I, had, I had managed to pull my gun up and I shot the cat. I was aiming in between his eyes, and I shot it square in the neck. Um, it looked like I was trying to shoot a house cat. It seriously looked like a cat that was about to pounce on a toy. That is what this creature looked like to me. Um, it was whipping. Its tail was whipping from side to side. I shot. It fell. Um, and it's sad at this point because what I'd like to tell you is that I had a tag that I could then fill or I could then punch. Um, I'd like to tell you that I could, I took this meat home and I ate it. But unfortunately, I was after something entirely different in May. Cat season's not open in May. Um, but I wasn't going to get eaten by a cat today or on that day. That, that, that was never going to be in the cards. So what ended up having to happen, and uh, I can show anybody this if they ever, ever want to get to it because I keep it on my phone. The next thing I did was I got my phone out. And I showed them where I, I videoed for Fish and Game because season was closed. I videoed where I was sitting, where the cat was standing, where the cat tracks went, what tree it circled back around on, uh, where the cat had pounced from, where I had shot it. Um, the cat in the video, by the way, when I turn to it, is literally still twitching, um, which makes you kind of feel bad. But at the same time, I don't need to lose my hunting license or a little bit of self-defense. So now, uh, after I video it, I managed to sit back down and there's a dead cat. That's when I start shaking because that's when it really hits me just what happened. I've been screaming on a predator call in the middle of the sawtooth wilderness in the trailless point, right? Uh, I now have blood in the air. Mind you, it's after a shot, so it might have scared a couple of things. The only thing that I can really think to do is gut this thing, right? Because if I abandon it, I don't want to give given a ticket for meat abandonment and hide abandonment. So now I have to gut an animal, put more blood into the air, sleep somewhere near a whole bunch of downed meat after I've been screaming on a predator call. So the four hours of sleep that I did that get that night were uh, rugged, let's call it. And it was definitely an adventure uh, in food. So 
eventually I came back down the mountain. I got managed to get the cougar out in one trip. Um, came back down the mountain, and uh, there is a fish and game check station on the way out. No, actually, it's not a fish and game. It's a, um, oh, what is it? A forest ranger check station. So my four-day backcountry adventure turned into about 13 hours in the wilderness. Uh, I end up checking myself in and have to go turn myself in and the cougar in to the fish and game when I get back to my um, hometown. So it was really one of those times in life where you're just kind of glad that you keep your head um, ready to go, that you know what to do, that you're prepared. Um, a lot of people would freeze, in my opinion, if, if a cat was going to charge them. But that's something that, to me, uh, I will obviously never forget it. Uh, and, and it really makes me self-aware to know that when I'm doing things like pretending like I'm a critter that is good to eat, I have to keep myself a little bit more aware in those situations. Because if that cat had decided that it wanted to eat me at any point before, um, I noticed it, it could have. And that would have been a much, much different story. I'm pretty sure I would have walked away. But that same week in May is when those two people in Seattle were um, attacked. And one of those didn't actually get away. Those, one of those bikers didn't get away. So it was uh, definitely a telling experience. And, you know, my wife, uh, about a day later, because I had taken a couple of days of vacation, was asking me, are you going to go back out and go bear hunting? I'm like, no, I think I'm good for this year. I think uh, the next thing I want to shoot needs to eat some grass. And so that was the end of my bear hunting that year. Um, but yeah, man, that was a, a heck of an adventure. I wish I had food I could tell you I cooked out of it. But but yeah, keep your head on a swivel. Cougars are out there, and they do charge if you pretend like you're a dying deer for long enough. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. You'd think, with four of us spread out on a tiny island, that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing. But, as I've learned, no matter where I've been, whitetails can be damn tricky. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.